while police photographing our license plate. What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon and welcome to the Reasonable Voices talk show. I am your host, Marcello Rolando, and a most reasonable voice is our guest today, Andrea Miller. She is the chair of the People's Budget Campaign and executive director of People Demanding Action. She is also a very good friend um, and has been a guest on a number of occasions. She is both an organizer and digital advocacy expert, and Andrea has appeared on the Tom Hartman Show, no less, hosts the Progressive Roundtable, and is an IT professional. Andrea Miller is also responsible for PD Action's digital strategy and customizes advocacy tools for small to medium-sized organizations through the Progressive Support Project. Today, however, Andrea Miller is here to stress what an, uh, we need to do as a prepared electorate, what is needed before Election Day, Tuesday, November 7th of this year, 2017. Welcome, Andrea Miller, to our show. How are you today? I am fine, and Marcello, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to remind Virginia voters that there's an election coming up and to make sure they're election ready. Exactly. You know, people think about 2018 and 2020, but for the Commonwealth of Virginia has an election almost every year, don't they? We do have an election every year. On even-numbered years, it is our federal elections, and on odd-numbered years, it is our state elections. And this year, because it will be our governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and all 100 House of Delegate seats, this is like our presidential and congressional elections combined. That's an excellent way of putting it. So, are we vote ready? That's the question. Well, there's a number of things that people need to do, so I'm going to tell listeners, go and get your wallet, and the first thing you're going to need to do is make sure you have your photo ID because Virginia in 2014 
Maine became a state that required photo ID in order to vote. And Marcello, if you don't mind, I'm going to give people a list of what will work as photo ID. Oh, please do. And take your time with it, too. Everybody grab a pen. Grab your pen or pad or your smartphone. Whatever works for you. Either one, but you're going to, and again, if you're looking in your wallet, you're going to want to make sure that you have a Virginia driver's license. So if you drive, you should have a Virginia driver's license. Now, if your license is expired, as long as it will be expired for less than a year on election day, you can use an expired Virginia driver's license as your photo ID, but it has to be recently expired. So either active or expired for no more than a year. Okay. Now, this should not be in your wallet. It should be in a safe box in your house, a U.S. passport. Yes. And the same is true if you've got a U.S. passport. It can be active or if it's expired as long as it's expired for less than a year. That will work. Now, for our college students and our high school students, if your school issues a photo ID, as long as you have a student ID that is issued by an institution of higher education from Virginia, you will be able to use that as your photo ID. Now, this is a new one. We added this at the, in the General Assembly last year. If you have an employee ID that is a photo ID, I know when I had Sears technicians here at the house to um, fix appliances, when Comcast comes to do installation or repairs, all of their employees are wearing these photo ID badges. Yes. If um, issued by your company and it is a photo ID, you may use that to vote now. And as I said, that is new. Mm, yes. Okay. If, if you work for the state of Virginia, for a city or a county in Virginia, or you have a federal ID that has your picture on it, What do we do? An option that you have is 
you can go to your voter registrar's office and they will provide you a free Virginia voter photo ID. Now, it can't be used for anything other than voting, but if you had an ID and it's misplaced, any Virginia resident can go to the registrar and you can get your free Virginia photo ID card. Excellent. Okay. Yes. Now, going to give people of the voters a really important phone number. All the information that I just gave you came from the Virginia Board of Elections website. We've put it on a handy-dandy little card. There's a group called Vote Riders, V-O-P-E-R-I-D-E-R-S, VoteWriters.org. And I work with them because they provide these handy-dandy, they're laminated, oh, Mark Cello, I know you've seen them. Yes. Um, handy, what you need for photo ID. Yes. There is phone number on that card. I'm going to get the phone number. The phone number is 844-338-8743. Give, it, give us that, that one number. more time. Alrighty, that number is 844-338-8743. Thank you. If, when you go to vote, you present your authorized photo ID, because it's one of the items on the list, and you are challenged, and you are told, no, you can't use this as your photo ID, if you have the card, you can pull out the card and show them that this ID is listed on the card. Mm. Otherwise, you can call this phone number that I just gave, and we will have an attorney who will be more than happy to explain to your incorrectly informed election poll worker that the ID that you have presented is indeed valid ID. We know last year there were some poll workers who didn't get a memo that an ID that was expired, but it was less than a year, was okay. And as I said, an employee ID, that's new. There could be some people who didn't get that memo quite yet either. And, you know, it's a good point to make. It's a, you know, nobody's perfect, including the wonderful, well-meaning uh, volunteers who sit at the polls and, and check in the, the voters. So we just understand, you know, anyone can make a mistake, be prepared with the kind of information and, and this uh, card. And uh, we'll give the telephone number again, I promise. But the card that um, Andrea Miller is uh, suggesting you have gives you a list of everything you need that is valid as a, a, a voter ID in the Commonwealth of Virginia, but also gives you a number which gets you in touch with an attorney who can explain, you know, that you have the latest information, which you got here, by the way. Andrea, that telephone number one more time, and then we'll move on. That phone number is 844-338-8743. Excellent. And you're calling vote writers. 
Now, I want to say that, um, remind people, because the election is always on the Tuesday, right? So it's Tuesday, right. November 7th, right. 2017. Tuesday, November 7th. Don't be surprised. Tuesday, November 7th, 2017. And by the way, don't let anyone tell you the election is some other day. Okay. How... Uh, uh, and I'm going to add one more thing. Okay. Um, while Virginia does not have early voting, we do have absentee voting. So if you are going to be working on election day, I am going to very strongly suggest unless literally you live around the corner from where you work, mm. that you consider voting absentee. And you're going to have to get your absentee ballot this week because if you're working on election day, rather than stressing out, am I going to be able to make it to the polls on time? We all know anybody can get caught in traffic. Yes. You don't want that to cause you to miss your voting day. Now, if you want to request an absentee ballot by mail, you have until Tuesday, October 31st. Okay. If you want to request an absentee ballot and you're going to appear in person, you have until 5 p.m. on Saturday, November 4th. So you can get information about absentee voting and all types of other information. You can visit um, one of the websites we put together to make voting information easy for people. And that website is www.virginiaregistertovote.org. I'm going to give it to you again. www. Virginia Register to Vote.org. Now, Virginia, you've got to spell out the name of the state, register, and then the number two. Virginia Register to Vote.org. There'll be information there that will tell you how to find your polling place. There'll be information there that will allow you to download and request your absentee ballot. It's all about voting in Virginia. Now, if you have been meaning to register to vote and you never quite got around to it, voter registration for this election, unfortunately, is closed. So what you may want to think about doing is register early for the 2018 election. Oh, excellent idea. Excellent. You know, I never thought about this because I'm registered, but is there such a thing as registering too early? I mean, do they is there, is there uh, any limitation on how early we can register? Uh, let me take a look and see. As a matter of fact, you can, using that website I gave you, mm. you can go and you can register right now. Again, you will not be registered in time for the 2017 election, but you can register online if you like at virginiaregistertovote.org. At the 
top right, there's a button to register to vote. Or if you encounter someone who has voter registration forms, you can fill out the form. Now, lately, I've been telling people, you want to register to vote online because in Virginia, you have to give your full social security number. And when you register to vote online, that is literally one of the last things they ask you for before you press submit. Hmm. So when you say you have to give your entire social security number because it's the very last thing you give before you press submit, that is a sense of security for us? Was that your point? Yes. Yes. Because sometimes people may need someone to help them register online. They need someone to help them with a computer. Mm -hmm. They can help you fill out all the pieces of information. And then literally the last piece of information is your social security number. Well, it's just numbers. People can normally manage to hunt and pick numbers a little easier than they can do their name and their address and all the other information that they might need to put in. So that's why online they ask for the social security number last. Now, this works best if you have a DMV ID, because as you know, with your voter registration application, it has to be signed. Well, the DMV and the Board of Elections have an agreement. If you have a DMV ID, the Board of Elections will use your DMV signature to Mm. sign That is cool. And on that note, we're going to take a short break. We are talking to and listening to the very wise Andrea Miller, who is telling us all about what we need, answering the question in great depth to Are We Vote Ready? Remember, the day is Tuesday, November 7th, 2017, but there's a lot to take care of before that day and what you need to have on that day. We'll be right back with Andrea Miller. discovery. Welcome to the Andy Film Minute. In My Son the Fanatic, Parvez is a good man, a Pakistani immigrant who has brought his family to the Midlands of England. Subtle racism pervades his world, but he chooses to move on in good cheer despite his wounds. Parvez is ecstatic when his son becomes engaged to the police chief's daughter, but during a family visit to celebrate the pending union, his future in-law's displeasure is clear. Another wound for Parvez and a turning point for his unhappy son. Parvez drives a cab, taking fares at night for the extra income. He meets other seekers who are not necessarily seeking betterment. Among them is a prostitute, a victim of her own circumstances. They are both at heart kind souls who share a wise understanding of the limitations of a harsh world. They become more than friends, two outcasts absorbing reality's blows. With his son turning to the fanaticism of the old country and his wife no longer trying to assimilate, Parvez seeks solace with his beloved jazz records and the occasional scotch. This is a subtle and complex story indeed. 
But thanks to the talents of those involved, one is not left with a sense of hopelessness. This film is blessed with a perfect and hopeful ending. My Son the Fanatic. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, and the reasonable voice we have today is Andrea Miller. Not just reasonable, but incredibly informative, particularly with all things politics, state, local, federal, registering to vote and what you need to vote. Again, that day this year in the Commonwealth of Virginia is Tuesday, November 7th. 2017. We want you out there 2018 and 2020, but first comes Tuesday, November 7th, 2017. We have discussed a lot uh, about uh, what you need to vote, photo IDs and the various types, and we have information that Andrea has already given you about websites, etc., that are extremely helpful and telephone numbers. We will repeat those, so be ready. In the last segment, Andrea had mentioned that Virginia does not have early voting, but absentee voting. It may seem like a silly question, but can you just go f- with us a little bit and tell us the difference between the two? It's a very interesting distinction. Early voting simply says you can go and you can cast your ballot early. You don't need a reason. It's just, I think I want to beat the crowd. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go early. In a number of states, a lot of seniors will go early so that there would be no chance that they would have to stand and wait a long time in line. It's just a way of spreading out when people go to vote so that you don't end up with long lines. It's less strain on the equipment. It's just a way of evening out the volume of voters. Mm. Absentee voting is very, very different. Yes. What we have in Virginia is absentee voting with an excuse. So when you decide, I'm going to go and I'm going to vote absentee, there are a collection of acceptable reasons why you're voting absentee. You can't just say, you know what, I don't want to stand in that long line. I'm going to just show up early and vote absentee. It doesn't work that way in Virginia. Mm -hmm. So in Virginia, if you want to vote absentee, then you have the ability to say, all right, I am voting absentee because I am attending a college or university outside of the area where I live. So let's say you live in Fredericksburg, but you are commuting to the University of Richmond. Well, you could encounter traffic and maybe miss voting hours at your precinct. Mm-hmm. You could also, another reason for absentee voting is you are the spouse of a student attending college or the university outside the locality of where you reside. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are doing this 
decide the county or the city of your residence on election day. For instance, um, I would frequently be traveling to Maryland or D.C. for work on election day, and I would need to leave at 5 o'clock in the morning to be in Maryland by 8 o'clock. And sometimes I might not get home until 7.30 or 8 if I hit that traffic. So I voted absentee. If you are going to be on vacation or you have personal business and it's going to be taking you away from your city or county of residence, if you are working and you are commuting to or from home for 11 or more hours, which was also what I was doing, then you can also vote out to keep. Now, here are some others. I am a first responder, law enforcement, firefighter, search and rescue, emergency technician. They never know when something is going to occur, and they could very well be called to respond to an emergency on election day. We want to make certain that our first responders are able to vote. If you are ill or have a disability, you do have the ability to vote absentee. Again, with the idea being that you have a disability, you're ill, you can't stand in line a long time, or maybe you are well enough to get out of bed for a few hours to get to the polls, vote, and then go home, but you really aren't going to be able to be up and out for a lot of hours. If you are caring for a disabled or ill family member, then same, similar reasons. You can vote absentee. If you are pregnant, you can vote absentee. Now, this is an interesting one. Hmm. If you are confined, house arrest, and you are awaiting trial, meaning you haven't been convicted yet, you can vote absentee. I'm not allowed to leave my house, so what I'll do is I'll vote absentee. Or if you are convicted of a misdemeanor and you are again confined, you can vote absentee. Now, in Virginia, if you have a felony conviction and your rights have not been restored, you will not be able to vote. So very important distinction that we make, saying that if you are confined, but it is on a misdemeanor, you may vote absentee. Hmm. If you are an election or poll worker, you are custodian of the voting um, equipment, you are a registrar, you will be working on the election, on election day. Normally the hours they ask people to be there between 5 and 6 a.m. and they ask them to remain sometimes um, as long as 8 or 9 p.m. Um, after post. Again, we want our election officials to be able to vote so they can vote absentee. If you are a minister and you have a religious obligation, if you are active duty military, if you are 
independent that is residing outside of the United States. You may do that if you are an authorized representative of a candidate or party and you are working inside a polling place. Basically, you are being an election observer or official. If you have been granted a protective order, then you may also vote absentee. Okay. Uh, so those reasons. Now, we will be advocating very strongly in Richmond this year for no excuse absentee voting. Okay. Meaning, I, you know, the registrar is open and they are willing to allow people to vote. I am very concerned that there will be a ton of people at the polls on election day. I am available now and I would like to vote early. We will be strongly, as I said, pushing for no excuse absentee voting. Okay, and when you say pushing for, you're talking with the General Assembly? We are talking with the General Assembly. So, as we were saying earlier, what happens in the General Assembly impacts everybody in Virginia. The General Assembly determines how much money is going to be allocated to the Virginia's public school system. So that happens in Virginia. That's the Virginia General Assembly. That isn't Washington, D.C. That's the Virginia General Assembly. The Virginia General Assembly determined that we were not going to expand Medicaid. That was their call. Had nothing to do with what they were doing in Washington. So very important for people to understand, we pass a lot of laws in Richmond, actually far more laws than actually get passed <laughs> Yes, I, 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 I was going to say that, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> yes, I went there. <laughs> You know, uh, speaking of the General Assembly, I've had a number of delegates and a couple of state senators as well. One of my guests is state senator, um, and now I can't think of his name, but he's in Congress now. You know him. You probably introduced me to him. But in any case, my point is... Don McEachin. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Love him. He's fabulous. Well, he wasn't the one who said this to me, and I'm not going to mention the name of the delegate who did, but... I'm going to say it because I was so shocked, and so was he, and that's why he was making the point. And that is that a lot of people think that the General Assembly, I'm and I'm getting back to your point, this is not D.C., this is Richmond. He had calls from people in Virginia uh, asking what he was doing and asking him to do things, speaking to him as though he was a member of Congress. The House of Delegates and the the state senators and the General Assembly of, are in Richmond, Virginia. It's a big, beautiful, beautiful building. But that's where they are, and representing Virginians and the entire Commonwealth of Virginia at the point that uh, Andrew was making. I just wanted to punctuate it because I've had guests who are there, who are serving there, who voiced a concern that Virginians don't know where they are. And speaking of which, you can actually go, Virginian, yes, you can actually go to the 
General Assembly and observe, can you not? Most definitely, just as though you can observe what's going on in Congress. Remember, our tax dollars fund the General Assembly. We pay their salaries just as we pay the salaries of the members of Congress and the President. So we, the people, most definitely have a right to go and observe what is being done, either for us or to us, but in our name exactly. and with our money. Exactly. I want to, before we run out of time, we've talked about how absentee voting can help people with an, a, a millennium of issues that I never even thought of, Andrea, but of course you're always on top of those things. But I have registered a number of elderly voters in the past, and a big issue is how do people, whether they're disabled or, or live far away or don't have access to a car or a driver's license or, or family available, whatever the reason, how do we get people to the polls who want to vote and indeed are registered to vote? Is there something out there that can help that? Oh, there most definitely is. There is a free ride-sharing service, and every year I end up being the operator, and it's called Carpool Vote. And Carpool Vote provides free rides to the polls. So we recruit volunteer drivers. Everybody is a volunteer. If you are comfortable using a computer, you can go to www.carpoolvote.com, and then you can indicate, I need a ride, and we'll say, when do you want a ride? Is it on election day, or is it before? Where do we need to pick you up? And where are you going? Where is your polling place? Or where is the registrar? Or I need to go get my photo ID, so I need to go over here. And then we also recruit drivers. What day or days are you willing to drive? What zip code and what is the radius around that zip code you're willing to go? Now, I'm going to guess that most of your listeners have heard of Uber. Well, our system works kind of like Uber. When you put in your information as a rider, we find a driver that is willing to drive when you want to go, and the computer automatically tells the driver, hey, we've got a person that wants to go somewhere in the area and the time period in which you're driving. And then that driver will contact you, either by phone or by email or by text message, whatever it is you want, and they will say, hey, I'm so-and-so driver, I'm going to be driving, I'd like to offer you a ride, and, and you're free to say, oh, great, yes, or you're also free to say, no, I, I prefer to ride with a lady driver or whatever it is. Yeah. And there's a phone number you can call if you aren't really into the computer using thing. And I'll tell you now, I or one of my operators will answer the phone. That number is 540 656 9388. 
We're running out of time. We've been talking with Andrea Miller. She's been teaching us with all the facts and figures and information, telephone numbers, websites. We're just going to have her repeat a few of them, if not all, that we've mentioned already about, for instance, let's start with photo ID, a website we can go to for information on that. And uh, absentee voting? For absentee voting, you can go to Virginia Register to Vote.org. And that two is the number two. So spell out Virginia Register to Vote.org. And you can actually um, register early for 2018. Find out about absentee voting or sign up with Carpool Vote and say, I either want to drive people to the polls or I need a ride to the polls. Either way. And we're starting to get drivers sign up. I just looked and now there's 10 drivers driving around Virginia. Soon there should be hundreds of drivers available throughout Virginia And the telephone number again, if uh, you arrive at the polls, you have the all that you need, photo ID, etc., and yet you are challenged, what is that telephone number you can call for assistance? And one last time before we let you go, I apologize for making you repeat yourself, but I think it's just so valuable. The website to either get a ride or or to offer to be a driver to get people to the polls or whatever else they need in preparation for the polls, the voting on Tuesday, November 7th, 2017. People can go to www.carpoolvote.com. All right. Well, Andrea Miller, it is never dull, that's for sure. But you, I think, have even outdone yourself this time. This was packed. I enjoyed listening. I tried not to interrupt uh, because it was a stream of... In, in, uh, it was an education. Uh, it was a civics education, which we don't get enough of these days. But to tell us exactly what we need to do, what we need to have, where we need to go, who we need to call all so that we can exercise the greatest privilege that we are offered in this country, I think, and that is the privilege of voting. Notice I say privilege because voting isn't a right. It's a privilege, and we need to seize it. Any final words from you, Andrea, words of wisdom to make certain we go away and remember and tell our friends and family? Well, be sure to vote on November 7th. That is our election day. If you want to absentee vote, you certainly can do that with any one of the 15 reasons I gave you. Everybody deserves their ability to vote. So if you need a ride to the polls, please go to carpoolvote.com and Marcello. We are working at the federal level 
to make voting a right and not a privilege. Excellent. What a way to go out. This is fabulous. Thank you so much, Andrea Miller. It's just incredible to know you and to, and to learn from you. We just hope everyone has heard this. We'll play it over and over again until you know as much as Andrea Miller, and that's saying something. Thank you so much, Andrea, and all of you voters out there. We wish you and Andrea Miller and all the volunteer drivers and the poll workers all the very best for America, for your family, for your neighborhoods, communities, and for those people you elect to represent you. Thank you so much, Andrea. Bye now. Stay with us as we'll be right back with a final comment from The Reasonable Voice. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Peter Hedges is a talented writer who finds great comedy and meaning in the foibles of life. His fine films include What's Eating Gilbert Grape, About a Boy, and especially Pieces of April, which marked his directing debut. It was a rich and entertaining indie made on a ridiculously limited budget. Played by the pre-cruised Katie Holmes, April was once the family's favorite child, but she took the rebel path and strayed. Now feeling the need to reconnect before her mother's illness takes its toll, she and her boyfriend invite her dysfunctional family to her new apartment for Thanksgiving dinner. Mom and Dad are played with a perfect combination of poignancy and humor by Patricia Clarkson and Oliver Platt. There are really two stories flowing here. The family's journey to New York for the reunion dinner with their estranged daughter and April's hilarious attempts to accomplish the Thanksgiving dream. No one has much faith in April's ability to pull it off, but she is determined and this day may be the last opportunity for them all to forgive and forget. Pieces of April is a charmingly poignant comedy. Search for it and you'll find its truths to be nutty, universal, and ultimately optimistic. Indie Film Minute, not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. Thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Supreme Court says Voting Rights Act of 1965 is no longer relevant. When DNC reports evidence to the FBI of bugging in their D.C. office, is our 2016 presidential election being rigged by Trump, invaded by Russians, watergated by a politicized FBI, or is it simply the natural fallout voted for by Chief Justice John G. Roberts, Jr., leading a 5-4 to four supreme fantasy that the Voting Rights Act of 1965 has outlived its balance of power of by and for the people? No matter the early voting, the overpolled, or the media trumped, our 2016 election season is too close to call anything but a killing season for our pillars of civility and unity. This justifies the fear of our founding fathers that their exceptional idea couldn't survive without a collegiate prophylactic to protect the masses who just can't handle the truth from the extremism of mobs ruled by despots, demigods, and those seeking revitalized TV careers. Nonetheless, 
Regardless of our political leanings, if protest voters allow Trumpland to secure a White House beachhead in what was, for one brief shining moment, the land of the free, and non-voters fail to comprehend not voting is a resounding vote, we will have allowed arrogance and apathy to parent and bequeath to our children the worst of the neocons. It's better for Americans when our elections are motivated by facts grounded in truth, rather than an imagined past that was never our national path to glory. 2016 isn't about Clinton and Trump, or even right-wing extremism gasping to breathe life back into Grover Norquist's desire to drown our Gettysburg address in his narrow ring around the tub. America's greatness comes from its faith in all Americans. There, but for the grace of God and the thanksgiving generosity of Native Americans, we couldn't overcome the human flaw of derisive division without letting freedom ring. We can either relearn how to listen to each other to be stronger together, or choose to ignore America to death. Like the Revolutionary and Civil Wars, our revolution is not about one person, not even one as honorable as Senator Bernie Sanders. The revolutionary lesson from both Sanders and Trump is not Jefferson's, but that both the far left and right want to drain the swamp of our financially compromised, gridlocked Washington and voter intimidation state governments. The difference is, Sanders supporters realizing Congress is only the go-between hydra for the underworld of Wall Street overlords don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. At least since November 22, 1963, our natural national evolution has been racing with the conservative reaction to it. And now it's closing the gap, but some of us still just can't imagine the rainbow. As nation and people, we are at a cultural, political, and gender equality crossroads. Either we progress forward with all-inclusive solutions, or simultaneously take hard left and right turns, refusing to watch each other's six. However, there is no reversing, for the great inner peace we seek isn't behind us. Everyone makes some bad choices in life, but few as bad as resisting inevitable change, as bad as GOP congressional obstructionism, and as bad as Chief Justice John G. Roberts, Jr., who, ignoring Citizens United, insisted that we have nothing to fear in our electoral process. Yet, Allegedly, some FBI agents have decided we are a nation of people who talk the patriotic talk without walking the constitutional walk they've sworn to preserve, protect, and defend. Exceptionalism is, American elections are to be left in the hands, hearts, and minds of we the people, of every hue, colorful language, political bias, and sexual drinking end-of-the-day partner not coke red mapping, hacking by Trump's Russian buddies, or FBI illegals, creating an America for which hypocrisy is a given. The question for each of us Tuesday, November 8th, 2016 is, are we voting to save our portion of an American dream in tatters from domestic terrorists?
or to relegate America to an underground railroad stealing away from itself. Join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.